0: Hey everybody, it's your favorite reconstructionist, Eric Brown and Phil Reilly, and welcome to episode number 31 of the one and only show bringing you tips and tricks for working vehicle collision cases from the best experts in the industry every Wednesday. Today's topic is, if you build it, they will come. So hold on tight, here we go. Every year, traffic crashes claim the lives of over a million people and account for over $500 billion of injuries around the world. A small select group of people from police, to attorneys, to expert investigators are tasked with getting justice for the victims, protecting the rights of involved parties, and ensuring the story is told accurately and honestly. Unfortunately, we believe that is an impossible task without the right team of experts. If you agree, then keep on listening for actionable tips from leading experts across various industries that you can start taking today to elevate your professional game. If you disagree, then tune in anyway, and let us convince you with our ideas. We are Eric Brown and Phil Rally, and this is Crash Tech, The Expert Angle. Welcome back to the show, guys. Crash Tech, The Expert Angle podcast is brought to you by Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. If you have an accident that you need answers for, or you think the other side has it wrong, Crash Tech can help. Connect with us at www.crashtechreconstruction.com to submit your case for a free review phil man another wednesday another episode and we have something really really special for everybody today do you know what we got me ah yeah well for everybody if you guys aren't watching our video episodes you need to because phil's actually in uniform today oh man he looks looks official you look spiffy with your little necktie on yeah so no but the reason today is special is we have a very special attorney with us. Her name is Ashley Lakin. She has been an attorney for 10 years out in Long Beach, California. And Ashley really caught my attention because she actually started a YouTube channel four other attorneys. And she's, she's teaching some of the just tips and tricks to help scale and grow your guys' firms, which is amazing because I've never seen an attorney do that. And so it caught my eye. I love anything that's different. And I wanted to bring her on the show and, and just kind of talk about this because I think not only could the attorneys learn from this, but the other experts who have their expert witness uh, companies could also learn because we, we all kind of share this same industry. And so I thought this would be a really good experience. So Ashley, welcome to the show. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us.
1: Thank you. And thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's uh, we're a little jealous because your weather probably better than ours right now. It, it's solid sun... 60
1: degrees today. What is it? <laughs> it's 60. It's
0: freezing for us. 60 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. I think we're, at, we're in like the teens, I think today in snow. So yeah, it's uh, so we're a little bit jealous, but that's Okay. So anyway, so you started a YouTube channel, and how long have you how long have you had your YouTube channel?
1: Um actually, it started off of a Zoom call. I'm part of an organization of attorneys called Justice HQ. And it really started because, you know, as someone who's growing their own business, I wanted to find out what other people were doing. And I read a book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich, and he talks about yes. having an accountability group. Um, So I reached out to some of the attorneys there and I was like, Hey guys, you know, we have the resources to have an accountability group. Let's put this thing together. Um, And it just kind of went from there. And then we stopped doing like a conference call where everybody joined in. And I decided to change the platform to interviewing attorneys who have already done it. And then it just, and then one of the attorneys was like, Hey, you need to market this because these interviews are good. Um, And I'm not a social media person at all. Algorithms, hashtags, no thank (laughs) you. And then that night, the thought occurred to me. I was like, wait, I've already got the product. So I turned it into a YouTube channel. I reached out to Justice HQ. They were like, yes, that's a great idea. So as of right now, it's still a Zoom call, but it's filmed and it's uploaded on YouTube, so other attorneys who are outside of the organization can also benefit from the information that the attorneys I interview have to offer.
0: Yeah, and, and the really cool thing is it's free. You don't charge for it.
1: No, it's free. Um, and to answer your question, it's been going on. It's it's still a baby. Um, I'd like to say it's maybe two months old. So
0: it's That's just awesome.
1: Kind of morphed and took its own journey.
0: Yeah, and so up to up to date so far. I was looking through here. Well, so what happened to gotta- the uniform? folks he still has a shirt on so you know so he's not like shirtless now on camera
2: (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of one of those things you know when you work in a politically charged environment um people can i don't know it's just one of those things you gotta be careful about what
1: No more. I was married to a cop for nine years, so it's okay. I got
2: it. Yes, you get it. I I was actually—I
0: was going to do the world a favor and just blur his entire picture out in in (laughs) post-production editing.
2: So. I was actually going to ask you if you could have done that. Yeah. yeah I, do it, I do it in all the episodes. Be one of the things think we is...
0: have such a good subscription rate?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. be- yeah, just because, you know, you got to add their consent to use their patch, their this, their that. So, yeah. 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 Okay. I will so, tell you. But, so Ashley, on your YouTube channel, so,
0: so far you have uh, three main videos that I've seen that are up. Yeah, I've got
1: a lot of, more to upload too.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay. And, and one is a think tank. And uh
1: so so because it's justice HQ, I was playing with like Justice Warriors, Justice This, and one of the other attorneys was like, No, it's a think tank. I was like, think tank. So what it is, it started off called think tank because it was really, you know, an area for attorneys to weigh in with, you know, what they do, ask questions, get their questions answered. Um, and then it morphed into the YouTube channel, and you know, the name still you know, sticks because it's still the same. It's still the same premise.
0: Yeah. So what kind of stuff do you cover in, in the, in your episodes? I mean, what are like, what are some of the things that you're asking the other attorneys and and learning from them and and things like that?
1: How do you market? How do you hire? How do you keep your staff? How do you delegate tasks? When do you hire? Um, How do you get clients? How do you advertise? Um, How do you decide what your strengths are? Um, how do you get maximum exposure? Who uses social media? How do you do it? How can we learn? Things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because, and I feel like marketing for you guys is tough because you're you're all controlled by the Bar Association and stuff like And you have all these rules on what you can say and, and what you can do and stuff like that. So I think that that's huge. This is, a,
2: this is a lot like, Eric, it sounds like the conversation, you know, you and I had over the course of, how many years now of marketing and, yeah. you know, pulling our hair out wondering, ah, how do I get in front of this group? Or, you know, what do we need to do to get, you know, market penetration over here or over there? And it, yeah. it's, it's tough. It's not as easy. A lot of people I think have a misunderstanding of what they think it takes to get your name, your brand in front of the consumer. And it's a lot harder than what people realize. It's not as easy as it seems. It's yeah. Easy.
1: It's if you have the capital. So for those firms out there that can spend, you know, 500,000, a million dollars a month in advertising and lead generation, yeah, you're going to get the influx of cases. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but for those of us who are are building our firms, that's where it gets a lot harder because the competition is so heavy in California. So we get real creative. Like I know attorneys who pound the pavement and they go to different attorney's offices or doctors. I know attorneys who set a goal of handing out 10 business cards a day. Um, it's in terms of how do you get your name out there if you don't have that kind of capital to spend?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let me, let me ask you a question. And this is just something that I'm curious on because this is something that, that we started doing. Um, but you know, I also feel like, have you ever noticed as the, as the attorney that it feels like everybody has their hand in your pocket? right? Like you have tons of lead marketing companies. I see them all the time on LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff like that of like, Oh, we guarantee you 10 cases a a month or whatever. Right. So I feel like everybody's like, pay me on this. Then you have all the software companies that are like, Hey, we want to give you case management software, pay us. Uh, Then you have, you know, employees, you have VoIP phone systems. If you guys use those, you have all this stuff. And, And it feels like everybody's like, you're the ones generating the cases. And everybody else is trying to, to take some of that money away from you. And as a small firm, I feel like that would be really, really frustrating and difficult.
1: Well, what's the ROI? Right. So I, I need, I need, you know, a phone line. Um, wh- what are your features? I need case management software. How easy can you make my day-to-day tasks? How, you know, easy is it for you to train new staff members? Um, I don't mind if someone has their hand in my pocket, as long as that's gonna generate more in my pocket. Yeah. So I review everything from an ROI standpoint.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that me and Phil have, have talked about even on the show is, you know, even like when you hire your other experts, make sure it's a two way street. You know, if you look at like the housing industry, realtors and loan officers and all these people, they all work together and they all refer business back and forth to one another. And I'm like, it's got to be the same way. I feel like, and, and you know, from us being on the expert witness side, it's like it's so important that we are constantly developing clients and sending them out to the attorneys. It, you know, it just as like, hey, call these attorneys. We know they do good work. Um, you know, and things like that. So we we constantly are are preaching. We're like, you guys got to vet your experts and make sure that they're giving something back to you and providing you value as well. And I feel like that's it. Is And why I like this idea of of your YouTube channel and everything, because it's maximizing how much value you can get from, from as many different sources.
1: I agree. Um, the hard part with experts is that experts who are specialized, especially in terms of like what you guys do, they are oftentimes unaffordable for the, you know, solo practitioners who don't have the capital. Right. So a lot of us hopefully can partner up with other firms who do have the capital, um, but as long, I think, you know, what I look for in, is, in an expert is integrity. Like yeah. I've hired biomechanical experts, for example, or accident reconstruction experts who will charge me for articles I know were already researched. They're Like, you know, for example, the question is, can common defense position, no way did that accident cause your client's injuries because the impact was so small, right? Yep. We already know that experts have a million articles in their back pocket to prove that low impact does not necessarily equate to minor injuries. Right. When they charge you for four five, six hours of research
0: at for a rate for the same, for the same article high. they've used a thousand times.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, just it's integrity, it's integrity, it's fairness, it's equity. Um, it's those experts who display, you know, integrity. I return to you time and time again.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Dang, you're. I think you're like my new best friend. I tell you, I, this is stuff that me and Phil preach this, every week.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And this goes back to conversations, and uh, I'm a little more vocal. I think as far as the opinion goes, than Eric. Eric uh, does a much better job of sharpening the pencil before he says it. Um, I just think it's freaking ridiculous. The when you see these some of these expert companies the way they nickel and dime you know they'll go out you know they'll go out go to the scene maybe measure the scene if you paid for that Um, and then depending on what type of measurements you requested then there's you know a substantial uptick in pricing take pictures take all that
0: back don't forget about technology fees
2: (laughs) yeah technology fees and then do the reconstruction and then if you want a written report, then there's a charge per page for the report. Then if you want photograph, there's a price per photograph. And before you know it, you're ten, eleven, twelve thousand dollars in a reconstruction. Easy. Yeah. You should get the photos as part of it. You should get the report. You know, I just I don't know how these people sleep at night, but apparently they sleep very well in a very well paid for bed. Yeah. Um, I just can't do that. I don't, you know, to me, it doesn't make sense. It's um, it's legalized price gouging and shame on them for doing it. There's no integrity there, but yet their phone rings off the hook. Yeah. You know, and that's,
1: and the reason is for that, I'm sorry to cut you off.
2: No, 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 go ahead. Um, No, please cut him off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Story of my life.
1: (laughs) And the reason is, is because, you know, for example, on the plaintiff side, you know, we only have a couple of names that we return to over and over again. I'm always on the lookout for fresh blood, right? And I'm always on the lookout for developing relationships. Even if, you know, a case turns out not to be worth what I thought it was worth, cut a deal on the fees because believe that if you do that and I get another case and it is worth it, I'm going back to you guys because you guys are fair, you know, and I'm gonna pay you a full price when I can because I'm fair. You know, and another thing is, you know, quality of work because there's only, you know, a few guys in California who get the repeat business. They get lazy on the reports. They come to court Mm -hmm. to testify, they're not prepared. I've got them on the stand. You know, if you're an expert and you are paid $10,000, $11,000 on a case, you better know the facts cold when you take that stand. I really should be able to ask you two, three questions and you're on autopilot and you're explaining it to the jury in plain English. If you can't do that, it's very frustrating for me because the next time I get a case, I don't want to go back to you,
2: yeah. but I don't know who else to yeah. go to. You yeah. know, yeah. keep the right. word
1: product clean. And also I have mad respect for an expert who can come to me and say, you know what, Ash, it's not here. You, right. You
0: yeah. Here. Yeah. Unfortunately you own this one.
2: Like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and oftentimes they don't they don't want to do that because they're not going to make any money. They're driven by the dollar. And Eric, you and I just talked about this in a podcast or two. And so they... <laughs> we might have mentioned they it. Comprom- <laughs> they compromise integrity and they start manipulating numbers, start playing the game, start, you know, seeing how how close they can get that envelope to falling off the table without anybody seeing it. And to me... I don't know. I guess it, it doesn't make sense to me why people choose to go down that path, because eventually that envelope is going to fall and everybody's going to see it. Yeah. And and do you want your name as the the plaintiff attorney um, or, or any attorney? Do you want your name tied to that? Because, you know, once you're married to that relationship, you own it. Yep. And
0: that's, that's why I love like the, the network and my, my social media post today from our company and, and from me personally and everything was a thank you to the attorneys in my network. Um, because I like I I love seeing what you guys are doing, and and we had another set of attorneys out of Houston on our podcast, and they started a podcast, and it's amazing because they talk about stuff like this, and and so that's why I love this the the YouTube channel that you're doing because I feel like a lot of times, and maybe I'm way off base, but from having known enough attorneys now, I feel like a lot of times you guys feel like, I mean, you can you can talk to each other and network to an extent, but I feel like a lot of the attorneys I talk to, like they feel like their backs against the wall and they have nowhere to turn, you know, and, and you're unfortunately in a really, really expensive field. I mean, like the number one, most expensive keyword on Google, if you want to ever buy a Google keyword is personal injury.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's the number one, number one in the world. That is the number one, most (laughs) expensive Google keyword to buy. If you oh, want to run an ad no. and uh, yeah. So, I mean, you guys are just, you're in such an expensive, um, you know, field and, and it, and it's, and it's hard to advertise. It's hard to get clients because, it, it, and again, it's, it, it comes down to law school. And, and one of my really good friends who also is an attorney, um, you know, and I was talking to her and, and she brought up the point, she goes, man, law school, they, they teach us law and that's it, but they don't teach you how to run a business. They no. don't teach you how to advertise they don't no. teach you about ROI, customer acquisition costs. They don't, they don't teach you any of that stuff.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And, and so I, I love what you're doing. I love it because I feel like you're 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 passing on some of these lessons. And so I mean, what are what are some of the what are some of the hard knocks that you've learned in doing this? Um, if you if you don't mind sharing, if you don't want to tell oh, anybody, you know, oh but um, like what if what have you learned that you're like crap, if I could do it again, I probably wouldn't have done this or I would have done it differently.
1: <laughs> um, it, it, there it's twofold, because I worked in defense for many years, and then I worked for a premier plaintiffs firm in Century City. Um, My daily commute was four to four and a half hours. I'm oh a my gosh! Yeah. So
0: you were going three blocks in California? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's right. yeah, I was
1: going less than thirty miles. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, and I'm a single mom, so I was always scrambling for childcare. Um, and I pulled into the parking lot one day and I was like, I, I can't do it anymore. I got to go out on my own, but I never considered myself an entrepreneur. So I didn't put together the fancy business plan before I went out on my own. I was like, I'm just going to jump and learn on the way down. Um, what I would recommend, you know, to people is, you know, and I, and this is a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, but have enough capital before you start. Um, if you can save, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of benefit if you have, you know, a working spouse or whatever, and you guys can create a plan together and have a supportive partner that really helps. Um, I I didn't, you know, have an income earning spouse. It was, you know, pretty much me. Um, my family assisted me a little bit. Um, but you want to make sure you have a way to get cases. Now in my practice, most of my cases are referred to me by other attorneys, the firm that I came from was mostly referral business. So when I left the firm, I'd created some good relationships. Thank God for that. But yeah. I I took on too many cases for my level of resource too soon. Um, I, I probably should have pared down my cases so I could spend more time on each one. I would have hired earlier. I would have learned how to hire better. Um, I would have learned, you know, I, I met with an accountant. You know, I didn't even know the questions to ask. I was kind of hoping she would lead me, and I, she would look at me and she would answer my question, and she would stare at me blankly, and I'd be like, "Um, anything helpful you want to share?" And she was like, "What do you want? <laughs> I don't know Like you tell me, right? So definitely reach out to people who have done it before you. Have the conversations that I have on think Tank have them beforehand. Half of it is mindset. You know, for yeah. me, one of my biggest impediments, honestly, or let me not say that my biggest impediment is myself, have the okay. confidence. It is a part, fake it till you make it. Um, you know, don't be afraid to take risks as long as they're educated risks. Make sure you build good relationships. And, you know, it's a common mistake that people think that you can do it on your own. No, you can't. Yep. You have to build relationships You have to be willing to pass off a really high value case to a bigger firm who has more resources to get the client more justice because at the end of the day, it shouldn't be about you and it shouldn't be about the money. It should be about the client. You are in a service industry. Hire the right experts. Spend the money where the money needs to be spent. Work that case up. Another thing I wish I would have done, ooh, this was a hard lesson. I didn't research um, the policy limits before I file on the case initially. And then I find out <laughs> it's a $15,000 policy. And I'm like, uh, And now I'm like begging doctors and experts to lower their fees. You know, get that information, be armed with that when you're working up your case so you don't put your client in the red.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, things like that. I love it. That's, and that's, I feel like that's such sound advice. And, and you know, I, I heard, you kind of mentioned it a few times too with, with everything you're talking, you know, making friends with other law firms and your experts and your uh, accountants and everything else. And so this was a, a saying I really embraced in 2020 because I feel like during the pandemic, this really became the most important thing is somebody told me once, they said, your network defines your net worth. And I'm like, oh man, and then just like last year that really took off for me. And uh, so I'm right there with you. I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, the relationships that you guys forge that's what's really going to propel you to success or, uh, you know, is your network holding you back?
1: Um, And and it works on a personal level too. You you have to be very careful with the people that you choose to align yourself with, especially when you're an entrepreneur, energy is everything. Um, When you are in the driver's seat and you are responsible for making all of the decisions, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded You know, I I like to surround myself with people who um, are not afraid to take risks. I like to surround myself with people who are more successful than myself. I like to surround myself with people who operate at higher energy levels than I do. Um, Those are the people, you know, I'm going to pick the brain of the guy who's already done it and done it well, rather than the people who haven't done it and are just giving advice, you know, from wherever it is they're giving advice from. No, I want to talk to the person who's done it. Yep. And he's done it well.
0: Yeah. You know, and, no and,
1: point reinventing the wheel.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, with that too, of being careful of who you pick, I mean, it takes just as much energy to be negative as it does to be positive. So it takes more,
1: it takes more energy to be negative. Yeah. than it does to be positive.
0: Which is why Phil's always so tired, but it's, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Eric. I do. <laughs> yeah. zing. I get an opportunity to say <laughs> that on every podcast, how much I hate Eric, but I keep coming back year and, uh, after year. You're you're a glutton <laughs> for punishment,
0: man. What can I say? I'm telling you. And uh no, so um so in in your future episodes on your YouTube channel, uh what do, what do people have to look forward to? Do you have any any secret guests? Can I get a can we get a sneak peek?
1: Negatory. <laughs> uh and, and I, I, I have some, I'm hoping to book some higher attorneys. I did do an interview with a guy who is like famous for his eight figure verdicts. His name is Arash Hamapur. He's heavy on mindset, which I love, like mindset is my jam. Yeah. Um, but I'm, we also focus a portion of the think tank on how to maximize the value of your cases, things you can do to make sure that the insurance companies are put on notice that your cases are of high value things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do focus a lot on that with the guys who are getting the verdicts because there is something to be said about that attorney. who's not afraid to take that case to trial.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so, um, no, that's, I, I love it. I, I love everything about it. And, and, and I'm super excited to see more episodes coming up. If, uh, if you ever need an expert on, uh, let me know. I know a guy, I can give you their phone number.
2: <laughs> that uh, it won't
0: know? be filled. Don't <laughs> worry. I'll find somebody way better. And, uh, <laughs> uh, But no, and so, um, so yeah, like I said, so we're three episodes in and for anybody that hasn't watched it yet, um, what do they search for when they go to YouTube so they can find you?
1: Ashley Lagan, L-A-I-K-E-N, it's just my name.
0: Yep. And your, your is up there. I've I've got it pulled up here next to me. So guys, if you're listening to this episode, we're going to put a link to Ashley's YouTube channel right underneath this post. So click on that and go subscribe to her show, put, you know, push the little red button says subscribe, uh, subscribe. And then there's a little bell notification, hit that turn on notifications so that when she launches new episodes of the think tank, you'll get notified to it because so far these episodes are are killer. And so just kind of give them a, a brief synopsis here. So episode one is, uh, I believe the, uh, think tank or one month, I guess so the think tank with Jake Finkel. Was that the yes. first
1: one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so each episode, um, we have, I think Jake Finkel, Steve Rosen and Brett Sachs. Um, yeah. I would listen to all of them because each one of them has a unique perspective, but they also talk about things that are common. And I think that's really important because I do a lot of study on you know, very successful people and believe it or not, they all have things in common that deeply attributed to their success. Um, Brett Sachs focuses primarily in pre-lit. So if you're a pre-lit attorney and pre pre-lit being pre-litigation before you file the suit, if you're a pre-lit attorney, you wanna hear what he's done because this man has built an amazingly successful practice and he's he's got integrity. He produces quality work, genuinely cares about the clients. He talks about what it takes to build, you know, a five-star team. Um, Steve Rosen, same thing. He focuses in litigation. Jake Finkel focuses in litigation. Um, They both talk about how to maximize your cases, when to hire, um, just, you know, the small tips and strategies that you don't need to learn the hard way. You can learn them by by listening to other people.
0: Yeah. And and these aren't just like things that are only... Uh, applicable to California. Right. No,
1: like, no, 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 no. It's any firm across the country. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so, you know, I think the, uh, the, the big thing too, in hiring, I agree with you there. I think hiring is the hardest thing to do. And oh, I'm,
1: I'm going through it right now. Oh yeah.
0: And, and I don't know if like attorneys, I, you guys might be meaner than me. I'm, I'm super nice. And it, it, it's hard to fire people. That's actually the hardest thing I've ever found in being an entrepreneur. I know it's coming, Eric, just go for it. <laughs> no,
2: Unfortunately, you know who I'm talking about, uh, but they will yeah, remain I, nameless. I tell you, and, and actually, you know, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to personnel personnel is huge. Um, I think, and this is just my two cents which you'll get changed back but <laughs> you need to have somebody i mean eric and i don't get me wrong we have had some absolute knockdown, down drag out arguments about you know a case or an, uh, or an opinion about a piece of evidence or whatnot you know to the point where you just hang up and wouldn't talk to each other for a day and then um you know we always find ourselves back on the phone all right let's sort this out so, I mean, you need to have somebody, you don't want a yes person, you know what I mean? It's just going to go along because you're the boss. right? Um, but you need to be able to have those healthy, just flat out, brutally honest debates where nobody gets offended. It's all in the effort to best serve the client. Um, so you can't take that, you know, you can't get offended or take it, you know, to heart and and get all upset about it. I mean, like I said, Eric and I, we, we've had those. Um, and it works great. It's, it's really been a, for him and I, it's worked well. So, you know, yeah, you know, there is a boss employee relationship, but at the end of the day, sometimes the titles have to go aside and just get down to the brass tacks and, and things like that. So So Phil, watch this. I'm going to, I'm
0: going to put, I'm going to play attorney here for a minute and put Ashley on the stand. So she's going to see what it feels like to be an expert witness for just a second. So, so, you know, Ashley, would you agree or disagree that, uh, (laughs) um, but no, you know, when it, when it comes to, when it comes to personnel, um, that attorneys are type a personalities for the most part, you guys are alpha males and females. Right. And you like to be in charge. And so I think that that would be a hard pill to swallow. Again, knowing a lot of the attorneys that I know to have an employee or somebody below them, somebody that hasn't been trying cases long enough or or as long, give them pushback. And and for instance, we just hired a new reconstructionist and he is he's fantastic. He actually I kind of handpicked him. I was putting on a training and he was coming up through my classes and I, I liked what he did. So I was like, hey, you want a job? And so his first case with us, he comes in and he's like, Hey, you know, that section of your recon reports wrong. And I'm like, like, who are you kid? You know? And, and, and you, you almost get defensive and, and it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow to have somebody fresh out of school, catch a mistake. And, uh, but, but you gotta be open to that. I think.
1: I don't mind it at all. Um, I look for the mistakes, help me get better because the truth is, is my success is your success.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. and
1: more importantly, what I look for is, are you dedicated to this? Are you hungry? I don't want to hire, you know, a paralegal who really wants to be a lawyer because this isn't really, you know, what you want to do. It's not your purpose. I want somebody who wants to be here. I want to create a team right. where this is their home. We are collectively Lincoln law group. Um, and we all have a collective goal of trying to achieve justice for the client. They see something it happened today. I, I hired a clerk and he was like, Hey, Um, you know, I, I think this is the wrong defendant. I think you got to go for this. And I was like, Oh, thank you for the catch. You know, thank you. We'll go ahead and and amend the complaint. You know, I appreciate you doing the research and the homework. Truth is there's only one of me and a lot of cases to track. I cannot be successful unless I have a team of people who are invested in the same goal. And if that means you got to call me out on an error, I don't care. I mean, I'm not that sensitive anyways. I've grown a lot more thick skinned over the years. I don't take that stuff personally.
2: Yeah. Let me ask you something, Ashley and Eric, you just sit there and be quiet. I'm going to just um, turn my camera off. <laughs> 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 How hard is it? Because this is, you know, this is, um, I think for a lot of businesses that are not just working, you know, working with Eric, but other friends of mine that are business owners too. How hard is it for you to 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 let go a little bit on the business side and trust, look at, see, <laughs> and and trust that the people you've put in place are going to do exactly what they need to do. They, they know the mission, they know the goal, they got the values, the integrity and so on. But at the end of the day, it's still hard because the buck stops with you.
1: That's true. Do you
2: struggle with that at all or have you in the past?
1: Of course. And I think everybody does, but at the same mm-hmm. time, um, and, and I use this analogy in a, in a prior podcast, I used to skydive and I learned that, you know, every time I would skydive, I would, I was afraid, like the plane would go up, the swimming pools and people's backyards would get smaller. Um, and I don't know if there's a bigger element of trust in trusting the dude that packed your parachute. Like you literally pack that one piece of equipment that is going to save your life, right? Nothing I do is going to kill me. What it will do is free up my time so that I can focus on the things that I'm good at. Like, honestly, you know, I run a business. Um, I enjoy business strategy. I don't enjoy the day-to-day. Um, I don't enjoy having to scan my mail and set up the files and do all of that. Those are my new tasks. And believe me, like I, you know, gone through cases and they were calendared wrong. And I was like, whoa, you know, or a deposition that my assistant did a calendar. And I'm like, I got a depot in an hour. What are you talking about, you know? That stuff, does it piss me off? Yes, but I can't get super angry because I know you have to let go at a certain point and just trust the same way you're trusting the dude that packed your parachute because I can't be successful all by myself. I can, but I'll have a ceiling. In order to remove the ceiling for exponential growth, you have to rely on other people Who, you know, who hoping that they're doing exactly what they were hired to do, but you gotta put that trust in them. I also found that employees thrive in situations where they're not being micromanaged. Usually, if someone's frustrated, I'll give them a little bit more power to see if that empowers them to work a little harder. And more often than not, it does. You know, I don't get angry with mistakes, I don't get angry with mistakes because I remember being that associate and getting chastised by my boss. And man, there's like no worse feeling.
0: Yeah. So I'm always
1: afraid when I chastise an employee or something, I'm always afraid they're going to take it the wrong way. And so I'm very gentle and very careful with my words.
0: Yeah. Not me, huh, Phil? No, (laughs) Um, no, you know what? It it was so it's funny that you brought up skydiving. So in the Marine Corps, they used to tell us, you know, you don't need a parachute to skydive. You only need a parachute if you want to skydive more than once. So, yeah. It, uh, but um, so, what's your what's your plan for 2021? And, and so, I, I don't want to pry. Don't give away any secrets.
1: Um, well, I mean, I want to grow my firm. I want to hire on more staff so I can take on more cases. Um, I really want to ramp up the YouTube channel. I want other entrepreneurs out there. Um, and another thing I really want to do is I want to encourage more women to take that risk. There are a lot less female law firm owners than there are male law firm owners because we are just naturally more risk averse and I really want to you know, get the word out there and show other women, hey, you can do this. It's not impossible. Absolutely. Whatever reason you are giving yourself as to why you can't is just an excuse. You give me a reason why you can't and I will give you a solution around that. If, yeah. you're, if your why is strong enough, you will always find the how. Yeah, You'll always like, find the house if you're wise, strong enough. And like so you said, right. Women, like get out there and, and go kill it.
0: Yeah. You know? And like you said, from the beginning, you're a single mom. So yeah, and I, yeah. I feel like a lot of women at that point would, would be like, oh man, this is too hard, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, so that, that makes you like our, our resident badass that we've had on the show man, so far. I
1: had a guy tell me it, yesterday that he had to, um, uh, I guess his wife was busy and he had to take care of his, t- his kids for two days. And he was like, I thought about you. He's like, I don't know how the hell you do it because my kids are virtual learning. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it it is strategy. And, you know, there are, there are times when I am to the bone exhausted and I'll burn out for a couple of days before I can, you know, get rested up and and come back and kill it again. But, you know, the two things I remember is I'm always going to come back. And number two, when this pandemic is over, man, I'm going to be resilient as hell. Yep. You know, I keep my purpose posted on my wall. I keep my affirmations on my wall. I say them every morning. One of them is there is no obstacle that I cannot overcome. That's right. So I remember that each time, you know, I, I even had an adjuster on the phone. We were arguing over $10,000 of a UIM policy. And my son came out of my daughter's room, mom, so he hit me. And the adjuster said, you sound like you need a vacation. I was like, dude, you have no idea. He's like, just give <laughs> me an email, I'll give you the money. I was like, thanks.
2: So, yeah, let it, me it, you, it's really hard. Let me ask you this, Ashley, because it seems to me um, you see in, in both men and women where they overanalyze a, a particular thing they're wanting to do. Now, I don't mean to sound you shouldn't look into things and do your homework and, and analyze, but I think as they're doing their, you know, their their analysis and they're looking at this and, and they start looking for the way out, the, 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 ah, that's going to be such a hurdle. And then they find another hurdle. And then it just, beca- it kind of shifts their, their mindset from can I do it to more of the why I shouldn't do it. Um, and justifying the, the, no, I'm not going to take this leap versus, you know, okay, set all the hurdles aside. We'll deal with those later. So I'm going to continue surging forward with why I'm going to do it. So I think sometimes we, as just people in general, we overanalyze things and, and then as a result, we make a decision. We end up regretting because we're not following our heart and our dream.
1: That right there kept me employed by other people for over eight years of my career when I knew what I wanted to do all along, but I made every justification for why I couldn't, that's a rabbit hole I have been down many times. But then I remember mm. this, do any of you guys have kids?
0: Yep. Yeah. Can you
1: honestly say that when you had kids, you were ready for it?
0: I love my kids <laughs> no. who listen to this show and I was a hundred percent ready for them.
2: And
1: <laughs> I know, I know, you know, when tell I, the girls
2: to call me, I'll tell them the truth. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. But I know when I, you know, when they when they handed me my baby in the hospital, I was like, what do you what do you want me to do with this? Like, you know, <laughs> weird. I was like, Do you want me to feed her? Like, how do I do that? I didn't take any classes. I mean, I had my daughter over winter break in law school. But um, you know, that you're you're never ready enough for that kind of responsibility. You really don't understand mm-hmm. how something like that is gonna change your life until you're in it. And then you know what, when you're in it, you frigging figure it out. Yeah, and so I mean exactly right. excuses. And, and the truth is, is change happens when your current level of discomfort is greater than your fear.
0: Yeah, And exactly. I have
1: reached a level um, at the job that I was at where my current level of discomfort was greater than the fear. Because, I mean, I was hiring college students to pick up my kids from school um, and run them around. And then because of the integrity of, you know, kids these days, they would quit with no notice. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's Friday. I have work on Monday. What am I going to do? It was a constant state of panic. So I was like, I'm so tired of, of being in this hamster wheel. So my level of discomfort became greater than my fear. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out. At some point, if you have a goal that you really want, like that one goal, that if you are literally you know, lying in the hospital, you're going to die that day. And you look back and you're like, crap, I should have done that. If it's that goal that you know you're going to regret not taking action on later, just Jump, because you will learn how to do it on the way down. If you want it bad enough. If you don't want it bad enough, then you might fail. And and I always thought I'm like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I've got enough experience, I've got a good enough reputation that if my firm fails, I can go, you know, get another job. But then I was like, whoa, no, uh, uh-uh, there is no fail plan. I have no plan B. It is plan A it all day long, and I'm going to work with this. I will tell you straight out. You know, I heard something. Um, I love TikTok. It's a guilty pleasure. Um, but <laughs> my daughters
0: are I, trying to teach me TikTok.
1: <laughs> I freaking love TikTok. But there, you know, there was this recording of uh, Steve Harvey, and he was like, "Rich people don't sleep." You know, you, you know, you don't sleep, and he quoted this Bible verse. No, no, it was that idea, and 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 those words. That literally stressed me out so bad when I started my firm because, quite frankly, I need seven hours. I yeah. need self care. I don't like chaos, it, as weird as that is, because I'm a lawyer. So I had to ask myself, okay, you wanna go be a successful lawyer, but you don't wanna work 22 hours out of a 24 hour day because, believe it or not, after nine o'clock, that's when my referring attorneys send me back a 998 and they're like, Ashley, you wrote promise, not compromise. And I'm like, ugh, that's when mistakes start to happen. When am I, so I had to say, can I be successful within my personal parameters without losing my mind? Yes, I can. I'm really efficient early in the morning um, until this time. And then I also had to learn how to be present in the moment. Like I would go bike riding with my kids. I'm like, did I get that demand letter out? No, Ashley, you got to be present in this moment with your kids. Do not worry about what is happening at home when I'm working. I set, because I get bored super fast. So I set timers. I set 20, 25 minute timers. I'm going to work on this for 20, 25 minutes. I am not authorized to get up and use the bathroom. I'm not authorized to get up and grab a a glass of water. I am doing only this for 20 to 25 minutes. Then I can take a short break. Then I'm even more motivated because of what I've accomplished to go back and finish the task. If I didn't do it at the first shot, I have learned to tailor my life around something that doesn't drive me absolutely nuts and wake me up at three in the morning. Cause I will tell you, I do not know one firm owner who has not had one of those nights where they're not waking up at two, three in the morning. Like, Oh, did I, did I call that guy back? You know, something like that.
0: Yeah. So you, you,
1: you know, you can make all the excuses and I've heard people say, I really want to own my firm, but I'm just too lazy. You know what? Then your why is not strong enough. You don't want it that bad.
0: Yep. Yeah, Phil uh, has actually learned when he calls me, he's like, I hate to distract you because he knows I get easily distracted. Of yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, and He'll, he'll do, get me going I down do. the rabbit do. hole. And yeah, but uh, so I have two things that I need you to clear up for me. One uh, is, is more, uh, I need you to take my side and back me up on this. When, when you brought up, you know, did, were we ready to have kids when we had them? Um, so for some reason, and you said you were married to a police officer back. <laughs> I was, yeah. Okay. So then you're really, you should be on my side. So you, I I need you to confirm for my wife that uh, when we had our twins, she was in the hospital. And so she calls and she's like, Hey, you know, she's in labor. And uh, so her mom's taking her to the hospital and I'm on midnights at the time. So I call in, Lieutenant's like, yeah, go ahead. You can take the cruiser, you know, have at it. So she calls me a couple minutes later. She's like, where are you at? And I was like, well, I had to stop in the drive here and get food. Cause I, I mean, I'm going to be at the hospital. It's going to take a while. I'm hungry, you know, stuff like that. Oh my God. She was, she was really mad about pain. that. And I'm like, well, I mad, t-
1: <laughs> dude, yeah, I would have been mad too.
0: I got an offer, but does it change the fact that I got her food?
1: You can't eat right before you give birth.
0: I, well, I learned that then. I didn't know that. And I the thought I'd be nice because I could smell it
1: and I was hungry. It's
0: I got her a, I got her a Hershey Sunday pie from Burger King on my way to the hospital. That is a sensitive husband.
2: Sure.
0: <laughs> so, all right. I don't think I'm winning that argument. Okay. So then number two, my other thing is how do you, I, I need a, a tip and a trick here for, for the other attorneys that are listening. How do you avoid analysis paralysis? You know, and, and like that whole, uh, you know, in, in it's something I had to learn really fast in business was, you know, you get stuck analyzing every outcome and you just don't take action because you're just stuck analyzing. And, and so like, hence the term analysis paralysis, what do step. you do that you find is you, take, is you
1: take a step, you pick one action item and you start. And that yeah. works for, um, even when they say, you know, jump and learn to fly on your way down, take one. The truth is, is when you are climbing a staircase, all you have to see is that next step. I think that was Martin Luther King Jr. I think. Um, You you don't. That's pretty. That's pretty
0: prolific here because that was it was just Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Good
1: timing. You don't have to see the whole staircase. You know, when you're driving in heavy fog, you can't see very far ahead of you. You don't need to. You just need to see what's right in front of you. I mean, don't go. Don't blow through at 95 miles an hour. But you don't need to see the whole staircase. So when you talk about analysis paralysis, all you have to do is take. One step, look at the tasks that are needed and just make that one step. The rest of it will fall into place. And I do analyses on all of my cases, by the way. Like I have a whole thing where I lay out the the medicals, the liability, the damages, all of that. And that does help me create a picture of what do I need to do on this case to push it forward. So um, that's what I do. I take one step.
0: I love it. So here's, here's what we're going to do. And I I would just want to round robin this for everybody. And so Phil has some, some business experience and especially being law enforcement. And Ashley, I want to give you the last word because you're our guest. Um, And then we'll we'll wrap it up here since we're up against our our clock, but Phil, so give the, give the listeners, man. I mean, if, if you could have anybody take one action today, that was going to, that's going to set their 2021 off on the right foot. Right. Because I think everybody's stuck right now and they don't know what to do because of the pandemic. And so that's this is the the question for the three of us. What's one thing that that our listeners can do this year to ensure that 2021 is better than 2020, better than 2019?
2: I think stop making excuses. Um, Follow your dream. and And if it's what you really want then develop a plan to achieve it. Don't develop plans full of excuses why you won't achieve it and why you'll do it later. Um, do it now, get your plan together and, and get in an action and get action going. Yeah. Don't sit and wait. Yep. And
0: then, so my tip today is going to be evaluate your network. And, and that was one of my favorite things that I think that, that I brought up here during the show that I want to highlight for you guys is in 2021. All right. With the pandemic going on, take this time, and evaluate your network because your network is either going to lift you up or it's going to pull you down. Is your network a drain on your energy or does your network give you energy? You know, and so that's, but that's why I'm making friends with, with people like Ashley and stuff, I guess. So I don't have to have Phil around anymore. No, I'm just, and, uh, but (laughs) make sure that, that your network is giving you energy and take this year, cut out the people that are a drain on your energy. Just cut them out. Stop uh, commiserating. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: And a good way way to do that is, and I I have actually done this myself, is when I get off the phone with a person, I ask myself, how do I feel? Yeah. Because my energy is really sensitive. So do I feel more energized or do I feel exhausted? If I feel exhausted, that person's either got to go or I got to limit the amount of contact. Do I want to talk to you on the phone? Your body will register an emotion before your mind will. If your heart starts beating quicker when you know you got to return a call, that's not a good sign.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what's, so what's one action? So you get the final word. Uh, what is one action that you would, if you could wish, everybody would take this year to ensure that 2021, by the time December 31st rolls around, they are better than they are today? What's that one action that they can take today?
1: That's ac- exactly what I was going to say. Be 1% better than you were yesterday. Identify the areas that you want to get better in. Imagine your ideal person. Imagine living your best life. What does that look like? What are the strategies you can put into place to become that person? And don't focus on becoming that person tomorrow. Focus on becoming 1% better than you were yesterday.
0: I love, I think this has actually been one of my favorite shows. Uh, You are just absolutely inspirational and uplifting. And I love every second of having you you on here. So guys, if you're listening to this show, like I said, uh, Ashley Lakin, L-A-I-K-E-N on youtube yeah. go subscribe to her channel right now well first go subscribe to our show and then subscribe to her channel also <laughs> yeah, but make sure you turn on her notifications just like i did um because i want to see all of these think tank episodes that she is coming out with because uh, ashley as i can tell over the last 47 minutes of, of getting to talk to you 48 minutes now um you are an absolute rising star and a powerhouse and just so inspirational and motivational to speak to um I loved everything that you had to say today. So we really, thank really you appreciate know. you taking your time. I know it's valuable. Um, so thank, thank you, you for joining us. And I know the other attorneys that are listening to this podcast are going to appreciate it more than you'll ever know.
1: And I will tell you guys, I feel totally energized after this conversation. So you, pass. yes, <laughs>
2: the for Phil, we can do without goodness. Him next time, right? <laughs> I thought for sure Eric would bring us down. So you know, I started seeing the the, the meter getting drained, but. <laughs> Oh my that's God, usually you,
1: you guys aren't related. You sound like brothers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Except for the
0: hairline, we don't really share anything. So, it's,
1: <laughs> right, well, Thanks for having me you guys. I appreciate it.
0: Well, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for the day. As always, jump over to Facebook and make sure you follow and join Crash Tech, the Expert Angle group. Also, if you want to leave us feedback, have an idea for a show, or would like to be on a future show, head over to Crash Tech Expert Angle angle.podbean.com and click the link on the right that says contact the show. The form will come up, put anything that you want right in there. If you want more information on expert consulting services or training, visit us online at www.crashtechreconstruction.com. And finally, if you're a PI attorney, make sure you request to join the crash site Facebook group, or if you're a defense attorney, make sure you request to join the crash site defense. Facebook group. Neither site contains any ads or spam. It's just a private community that brings experts from all different areas together with attorneys to collaborate or ask questions. So again, guys, thanks for tuning in. And remember, always leave your accident victims better off than you found them, because at the end of the day, everything we're doing is for them.